Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Sit down. Strap in and granny put your teeth in your pocket. Lead Lap Radio, powered by HMS Motorsport. The leader in motorsport safety starts now. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another week of motorsports programming on Race Chaser Radio and the Performance Motorsports Network. My name is Tom Baker, and this is Lead Lap, presented by Victory Custom Trailers. We'll tell you much more about the good folks at Victory Custom Trailers as we go along this evening, but um, we have got we've got a pretty full show. Uh, we're live uh, at the uh, WSIC studio in Statesville, as always, and James Mellick. We call him Red, and James is uh, with us in the studio, making sure that I stay on the air um, in both senses. And um, James, of course, his day job is the uh, teardown specialist for. Levine family racing and unfortunately uh red you uh, your your job today was a little tougher than you'd like yeah it's a little tougher a little dirtier chris bell go boom yeah it's a little yesterday. dirtier than we like to have on a Ugh. monday after a race weekend but uh all in all it was a good weekend learned a lot from it learned that he's fast we're building good oh, cars yeah. taking to the track he said in his interview you know we keep building him ream toyota camrys like this we're going to be fast so we'll keep building cars like that for him and going to the track and uh, eventually we're going to come home with that win. He did a great job. Um, you know, I thought, uh, I mean, obviously the accident is what it is, but, um, Chris is coming a long way in a hurry. And I feel like as his confidence goes up, um, you know, the finishes are going to come. He's just got to, it's not easy to learn to get through a race. And I know that was a shorter one than usual, but also Pocono, I'm Pocono is just one of those tracks where, the margin of error is about this big. And it seemed like it was even smaller <laughs> yeah. this year than it yeah. in years past. I mean, you saw it in the truck race, the Xfinity race, and you saw in the cup race. It just seemed like the margin of error this year for anything with that PJ1 they put down on the track yep. uh, was just that much smaller. Yep, for sure. So it uh, it definitely is. Uh, it was a good race yesterday. I thought uh, Saturday's race was good. Um, the truck and Xfinity races uh were certainly endurance tests, but uh, <laughs> they weren't designed to be, but it ended up that way. Um, we've got a full show. We'll discuss all of that as uh, we get into the program tonight. And we've got a couple of special guests. Ryan Vargas, one of the participants in the Xfinity race on Saturday. It was a Pocono Green 225 or something like that. Um, Ryan's going to be joining us via the Strutmasters hotline Um in just a short while, I think about 7.15, Ryan's going to call us. Ryan uh, made his return to the uh, the track in 2020 for JD Motorsports in the 15 car. And I got to tell you, man, Ryan, that kid um, just, when he goes out and, and he, he runs an Xfinity race, the thing that I like about him is you rarely see him make a mistake. He... He gets through the races. He's logged laps. He's gotten some good finishes. 
Um, he was actually as high as sixth place uh, in that race in the in the latter stage of it before he caught the wall on the last restart or just after the last restart and um, just grazed it, but enough to drop it back to, I think, a 13th place, which was still by far his best finish. So Ryan's going to be joining us. He's always a fun guest. Um, and then uh, we're also going to have one of the local racers, Devin Morgan from uh, South Carolina, is going to join us. Devin was a uh, a top prospect on the pavement and got into pavement lay model racing and then decided that he wanted to try his hand at the dirt tracks. So um, he's now in a 602 crate weight model, just picked up a win at Harris. He's 18 and uh, Devin is is certainly a prospect, and I think his goal now is to um, to make it to the World of Outlaws uh, Dirt Weight Model Series. So um, we're going to talk to Devin a little bit later on as well. And so uh, quite a show um, to get the week started. If you want to know what's coming the rest of the week, I can tell you this. Tomorrow morning, right in this studio on lead lap, uh, not lead lap, that's tonight, the inside pass tomorrow morning at 11 a.m. Eastern with uh, Randy Miller and myself, two guests, uh, Nick DeGroote making his monthly appearance for motorsport.com so that we can harass him um, and we can talk racing. And we'll also have uh, Drew Dollar in studio with us from Venturini Motorsports uh, coming in to talk about his um, recent ARCA win. So, uh Happy to uh, have Drew and, of course, Nick Montreal come with him, and that's always fun. So lots to come on the Inside Pass in the morning. And then on Thursday uh, on Motorsports Madness, I'll have to look it up. I forgot who our guest is this Thursday, but I know we have one. We'll uh, get to that later. And that's, uh, of course, 7 o'clock Eastern um, and uh, still, again, right here in the WSIC studios. Okay. So, gosh, I don't even, where do we even start with a NASCAR deal? Um, two cup races. First of all, I guess that's a good place to start. The first ever back-to-back, same track, doubleheader. What would you think? For the cup series. Did you like it? Well, I want to know what you think. I liked it. I personally did. Uh, the guys seemed to race pretty smart the first race. And keep themselves out of trouble, so not a whole lot of guys had to go to that backup car. Uh, and if they can continue to do that, it saves for a lot of work, and it could help out these teams a lot. So I really enjoyed it. You know, I did too. I I didn't know, and it made the racing better because they had to go from the start. You couldn't. Let, I mean, it's not a 500 mile race where you can ride around for 250 and then go for the last little bit. You had to go from the start. See, that's and it, it's a sprint. That's what I was gonna say. Is I think that. I didn't know how it was going to be, how it was going to play out. But when they announced that both races were shorter, um, I, I felt better about it. Pocono, can be, it can, just can be a challenge to make a good race out of Pocono. It just can. Um, I thought Saturday's race was better than yesterday's overall, just for excitement. Um, I didn't get much of Saturday. Saturday's race, I didn't catch the whole thing, so I'm not sure. Okay. It seemed like it was a better finish, though. I just stuff. thought it was overall a better, a better race. But... Um, it was both races I thought were made better for exactly what you said. It was a shorter distance. There wasn't a lot of time to just drive around and make laps. And it kind of changed the pit strategies a little bit too because of the shorter distance. You were, you know, two tires, four tires. I mean, it was, it made it a little bit more of a, of a guesswork kind of deal. Um, and still yesterday, 
yesterday came down to potential, you know, we had fuel issues potentially. I mean, it was, um, I thought that it was better than having one long race. And, and I, I do think the concept of the double headers, um, in overall, I think is extremely valid. And honestly, I wish they would do more of it because I think that the fans and I saw some of the social media that I saw would, would tell me this, would agree with me on this. I think the fans would, would be more excited to see two cup races, both shorter. So basically if you were going to run a 500, run a pair of two fifties, you know, something like that, because I think quick and dirty, no practice, no qualifying, line them up and go um, and make everybody think on their feet all the way through the race. To me, it makes it a better deal for the fans. And I, um, I hope NASCAR is honestly not in a hurry to get back to the whole, you know, two days of practice thing. I just don't think, I don't think anybody needs it. It's a lot for the teams. It is. They're on the road more time that way. It costs the owners more money to be in the hotels. Uh, you got to buy practice sets of tires. So it costs more money to do it. Uh, but all in all, I think right now the product is really good that we're putting on track. Do you, w- was it any different for you? I mean, and I say you, I know your job is the teardown part, but was it any different, do you think, for the team in general doing the split show versus one just one long race? I mean, does it really change anything that you're doing in the shop at all? Um, it doesn't really change the shop at no. all. I mean, you have to prep the backup car as much as you normally would. So it's a normal backup car in a trailer, so you don't have to prep it anymore. The only thing you try to do is you just try to set those guys up, since you're so limited right now on how many people are allowed to go to the track. um, I think that you try to set them up for success. And I also heard, I don't know if this is true, I heard that originally when this plan was put together, they they were going to allow teams to run two different cars for these races. I don't know if that's true or not, but I heard they were going to allow them to run two different cars, but then they changed that. I don't know if any of that's true. Maybe somebody was just saying that. I don't well, know. Well, I think it did go back and forth, and honestly, I don't know where it currently – I know that you, if you crash or something, you yeah. can go to your backup. Yeah. Um, I don't know if they allow you to just do it to do it. Yeah, I think you have to have know. a reason to do it. Because I think they were trying to say, like, when it was first going down and it was the full crew, yeah. that it was two separate races. Yeah. It wasn't, like, one race weekend. Yeah. It was, like, you go to Texas this week and then next week is what yeah. they were trying to right. – the owners were trying to work. But once I think they got the limited crews, it was going to be too hard to build a car at the track. Right. And I think that's when it became that way. I don't know if that's true. That's what somebody told me, and I don't even remember who yeah, it was. As far as I know, um, I think – I think you have to have a reason to go to the backup. That's what I thought, too. I don't too. think you can run both just to run them. That's what I was um, thinking. Because well. part of the idea of, of 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 this, too, is trying to test to see if we can keep the cost down. And, and yep. you know, if if you got teams running two different cars, you got some teams that can barely afford to bring two cars, let alone prep them equally. And that doesn't save any you money. Know, any money. No. So um, I think it's good the way it is. And I think... Again, I think that that there are some things we can learn from, um, you know, from what we've had to go through for COVID that we can carry forward to make the show better. I just don't think we need all the practice. I mean, qualifying, fine, if that's what you want to do. But really, you know, qualifying other than setting a poll winner, which I get because you got to have some people for the the clash the following year. But I, I just... 
I, I think these guys, the races are long enough. You can go, and I and I think it shakes up the field from week to week. Who gets the better setup off the trailer on on the track? You get yeah. some of these guys that, you know, that that hit the setup, and it takes, and they end up running good. So yeah, I think uh, I I like it. Um, I hope they keep it for a while. I know we're going through Texas. We'll talk about yep. that later. Going at least through Texas without practice and qualifying, and we'll be back with more of the show after this. You own a performance car, and you know how to drive, but you want to learn real performance driving. Well, Bunky, get that car off the street and onto the track. Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier road racing facility, located just over an hour from D.C. in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, is the place to go. And you'll find that Friday at the track is going to give you what you need. For less than a monthly car payment, you can attend this regularly scheduled one-day instructional event in your street car on one of Summit Point's three world-class road racing circuits. You'll receive classroom instruction, skid pad instruction in their cars, including front and rear skid control and four 20-minute in-your-car instructional sessions from a professional instructor. Have fun, go fast, and really learn how to drive. Call 304-725-8444 for class schedules and details. That's 304-725-8444. Friday at the track at Summit Point Motorsports Park. Green light. Hey, girl. School zone. I'm getting hungry. Car changing lanes. You want to meet me for pizza? Stop sign. Intersection clear. Yeah, street. Pizza sounds good. Ball in street? Girl in street! <gasps> it's hard to concentrate on two things at once, like texting and driving. Stop the text, stop the wrecks. How will you stop texting and driving? Tell us at stoptextstoprex.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Here's an important message from Rad and this station. Hi, this is Bob Sheehan from Blues Traveler for Rad, recording artists against drunk driving. I like to party just as much as the next guy, maybe even more. But the one thing I won't do after I've had a few is get in the car and drive. Don't blow it. Always choose a designated driver. Remember, music lives and so should you. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today, 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years' experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. Hi, this is Ross Chastain. You're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. As uh, League Lap gets underway here once again, presented by VictoryCustomTrailers.com, and uh, we'll tell you more about them a little bit later on 
in the uh, program, but they are an awesome place to get a trailer. In fact, I would suggest, not just because they sponsor me, but because I know them extremely well and I know the quality and uh, the craftsmanship and the time and the care that gets put into each custom trailer that they build. Um, Victory Custom Trailer is the place to go. And um, again, we'll tell you more later, but uh, we have... Got a young man on the phone line, Strutmaster's hotline to be specific. This is Ryan Vargas. Ryan has not been on our show in a little while, and uh, we've missed him, man. We tried to get him in studio. However, um, a racer always finds a racetrack, and uh, in Ryan's case tonight, he is coming to us live from uh, Charlotte Motor Speedway, where the Bojangles Summer Shootout is taking place as we speak. Ryan, welcome back to the program. And buddy, congratulations. I know you wanted more, but man, oh man, you did yourself and JD Motorsports proud yesterday. Thank you. Yeah, no, it was a great race. Uh, Mark Setzer and the entire 15 crew, they gave me a really good cranial cameras space Chevy. Um, we ran up front, got a taste of what it's like to run inside the top 10, even was in the top five for a minute there. And, uh, it felt really good to be that competitive and, you know, put on a show for the JD Motorsports crew. You guys all ran well yesterday as a group. It was fun to watch, actually. You and uh, Chad Little and, uh, uh, gosh, who do we have? BJ McLeod, I think, in the six, right? And, yep. and uh, BJ McLeod and, uh, Jeffrey. and Jeffrey. Yeah, Jeffrey Earnhardt. Uh, all of you guys were, were right, you know, right together yesterday for the most part. Uh, and especially you and Chad, you and Chad got some TV time running together yesterday, and it was not Chad. I keep saying Chad. You and Jess, <laughs> Jesse Little. See, every once in a while, my mind goes back to my youth, um, and uh, then I have to just get it back. Jesse Little, who drove like Chad yesterday. There, I'll get myself out of that. Uh, but you, you guys really put on a good show, and you got some TV time during a side-by-side battle you were having. It was kind of uh, fun to watch that. I want, I want to know what it's like to race at Pocono for someone, because this was your first time, wasn't it? Yeah, it was my first time on a track bigger than a uh, than a mile uh, and a quarter. Oh, so I didn't know that. Part of it. Wow. That was my first ever super speedway race. I'd never been on a track bigger than a mile and a quarter. Uh, Gateway was the largest track I'd been on, Dover being the fastest. <laughs> and, and you and, picked uh, a triangle. Yeah. You know, it was, uh, <laughs> the opportunity presented itself, and, uh, you know, racer never says no. And uh, I got in the car, and I just knew that, you know, my goal for the day was just how wanted to just play a smart race and, you know, keep all the fenders on it and have a, and have a good day. Um, we even dropped to the back at the start and uh, just really picked them off one by one. Um, to show up, not having any laps on the year, uh, haven't raced once this year. Um, the only laps I have prior to this were, I think, 20-something laps in the Architest at Daytona, which, I mean, that's full throttle. So uh, to go from having no laps no racing laps on the yeah. year to jumping in the Xfinity car and running inside the top 10 for JD Motorsports. That's a, that's a pretty big deal. I, I would say at least. Oh yeah, I agree. And honestly, it's been interesting to watch JD as a group this year because um, the 15 car has had a couple of different drivers in it prior to you getting in it. Um, the one who's driven it the most, I think now is Colby Howard. Um and Colby, I think, has done a phenomenal job for being a rookie in the Xfinity Series. Um, so the car, that car, uh, not to say the others haven't, but that car has shown that it can be top 15, top 20 competitive. Um, you know, and, and so for you to go out and do 
um, you know, do that yesterday was not so much of a surprise to me that the car could do it. But, you know, for somebody like yourself who's never been to Pocono, that's not necessarily the easiest track to to figure out. Um, and you really did a nice job, I thought, the entire race of kind of staying within your means a little bit. Um, you know, and then at the end, I know you said that uh, it kind of got a, a, a bit of an arrow push and you, you got in the fence, um, you know, trying to obviously stay, you know, in the top six, top seven. Um, but, man, 13th is still a great run, and uh, that has to give you a ton of confidence going forward into your season to come out of the box on the biggest track you've ever raced on. And actually, as you said, for a moment you were top five, um, and – you know, I know that a lot of guys dropped out, but you know what? That's part of the deal. And, you know, you you guys had to beat everyone that was out there, and, and uh, you finished ahead of a lot of big guys that didn't make it. Yeah. You know, me and Jesse Little, we were kind of leading the charge with BJ right and tail, and uh, I, I was actually really fortunate to get a lot of tips from both BJ and Jeffrey uh, throughout the week, just getting used to yep. getting as much info as I could, you know, along with doing iRacing laps and, uh, you know, once me and Jesse kind of found ourselves in the top five and really tried to work together, there was a lot of times where he would set up a pass and I'd follow him down and on the straightaway give him a push down the straightaway. And, you know, that was my first time really working with Arrow uh, in these Xfinity cars. I did a little bit in the ARCA cars, but going into Xfinity and working with the draft and side drafting and pushing, that was a new experience. And uh, it felt really good to kind of have a teammate up there with you um, and run with them. And, uh, you know, I know Jesse's been running the entire season, so it meant a lot to kind of go out there and be competitive with Jesse and even even pass him a couple, too few times. Yeah, I mean, and, you know, look, I, I think very highly of Jesse as a racer. I always have, and I, and I think especially in the truck series, he really – he he got a lot out of comparatively little compared to no pun intended comparing comparing you know to what uh he was racing against and so when it was announced that he was going to run the full year for uh for JD I was happy about that I love JD Motorsports I think that uh those guys um they they're like the little engine that does basically mm-hmm. and you know you know what you're getting and you get it consistently every time and that's it's the one thing I, and it seems a bit like a big family there compared to some other teams too. Is that kind of how you see it as a driver? Oh, I, I 110% uh, agree with you there. Um, you know, during these, during the past few weeks, while I haven't been in the car, I've actually been uh, on the road crew for the zero car for Jeffrey, uh, oh. working with the crew chief uh, case and all them and working on the cars. You know, I'm, I'm still out there learning as much as I can about the cars. So I say all the time, I'm not much help, but you know, if there's a wrench that needs to be turned or, you know, something that needs to happen. I'm I'm there and I'm able to work on it. And every time I have to track my my race gears with me as well. Um, you know, it's just I, I mean, you know, Tom, I, I like to work and I like to earn it, and uh, well, it, it it's it means a lot to be able to go out there and do that. Well, you always have been in that situation. I mean, you've always enjoyed working on on stuff, and and uh, you know, you just always brought a very um, you bring a lot of energy wherever you go, and I've always. Uh, respected that about you and, and uh, the opportunity to do what you're doing in the Xfinity series, I know has meant a lot to you. And I, and I want to make sure that we talk a little bit about um, what you had on the car this past weekend, because uh, the Care Bears idea is something that I know is near and dear to your heart and, and obviously part of your personal story. Can you take a minute and just kind of uh, explain all that for those in our audience who may not really be that familiar with you? 
Yeah, so for those who don't know, um, I was born with uh, craniosynostosis, uh, which is a uh, skull deformation that happens to one in every two to 3,000 kids. Basically, my soft spot closed, and it caused uh, one side of my head to be flat, flatter than the other. Um, I had surgery on it when I was 11 months old, and since then, you know, I've had a really cool scar to show for it. But, you know, it for me, I was lucky. You know, some kids have it much more severe. Others have it much less severe. Um, and that's just something that, you know, a lot of parents worry about. And, you know, with the two organizations that we had on the car, Cranial Care Bears and FACES, the National Craniofacial Association, uh, they both are incredible groups that, you know, focus, you know, Cranial Care Bears mainly focuses on the craniosynostosis side, while our FACES, they look at all craniofacial um, disorders and deform- deformations, you know, which is a really neat thing to see. Um, and it means a lot. Uh, one of my favorite, you know, memories is, uh, we ran the same uh, paint scheme at uh, Iowa during my debut, and within 10 minutes of being at the track, a kid with craniosynostosis came up to me and uh, made a new fan that day. Wow. So, um, you know, it means a lot to kind of represent a good group of kids and young adults who have craniosynostosis, and I know it's not a very well-known or well-talked-about, uh, you know, thing out there. So to represent that group and to run up front, uh, in my first race of the year with that on the car, it, it felt really good to just kind of represent that. Well, we talk a lot about, uh, you know, cause marketing and that kind of thing and associating yourself with a cause. Um, you didn't have to go searching for one. You just kind of literally you're, you're wearing it on your head almost. It's that Chargers logo you've got on the side of your head there. Yeah. The, the <laughs> lightning bolt, basically. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's awesome, Ryan. And and it's always I mean, be, being able to be an influence is, uh, you know, and especially a positive one and to use your platform for something like that is is um, is is just amazing. And that's that's why God puts us here. Um, I know that uh, you've got some other races lined up for the season. Let's uh, talk about where Ryan Vargas goes next. Yeah, you know, we're working on putting everything together. I know I have, you know, X races we're going to be doing this year. And so. You know, hopefully soon we'll be able to get kind of more info out there and get it all out in public. You know, just as of right now, you know, I just know I'm racing, which is good news. (laughs) But it'll be all – I'm excited to get back in the car. You know, like I I mentioned yesterday, you know, running up front and being in the top ten like we were, it uh, it lit a fire in me. And uh, I'm excited to get back in the car when I can. Well, I'm sure it has to. I mean, when you're able to go and run like that and and see that you can do that, um, you know, that's got to give you a sense of confidence like you've never had before. And obviously you go into each new track uh, kind of putting the last one out of your mind because it's all about doing well, you know, this time out. But uh, you don't want to be obviously ever be cocky, but certainly it, it, it had to give you a lift that will carry you into the rest of your season. Big time. You know, it, it proves a lot to me and to those out there because, I mean, we all know, you know, where I've come from and, you know, my recent stories, you know, coming from the late malls on the West Coast to my year in K&N and losing that and having to come back through that and find sponsorship and, you know, live it on my own, you know, working on the cars myself, doing the sponsorship and marketing myself. And, you know, I've had a lot of great opportunities fall in my lap and, you know, it's a lot of good hard work and prayer and it was good. Um, and I'm just very fortunate to be able to take this dream that was very close to not happening anymore and, uh, continue with it. Sit tight, Ryan. We're going to take just a short break. And when we come back, we'll have more of Ryan Vargas as lead lap continues here on performance motorsports network and race chaser radio. We'll be right back. 
Do you love the sound of high revving motors and the smell of burning rubber? Do you want to get your car sideways right at the ragged edge of control? If you've always wanted to try drifting or learn to improve your drifting skills, Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier motorsports facility, has the expert instructors and the specialized track to teach you how to drift and the skills necessary to drift competitively. From skid pad to open sessions, Summit Point Motorsports Park has the safe and open environment that allows drifters of all skill levels, new to intermediate, to get sideways and smoking. With a focus on safety and the skill set necessary to drift competitively, Summit Point Motorsports Park's Drift Nirvana is just the thing for you. Call for your reservation today, 304-725-8444. Or for more information, go online, summitpoint-raceway.com, or you can email them at office at bsrinc.com. Drift Nirvana, getting you sideways the right way. HMS Motorsport is the leader in motorsport safety. HMS serves a majority of NASCAR, IndyCar, and IMSA WeatherTech teams, as well as countless SCCA and club-level racers and driving enthusiasts throughout North America. Featuring world-renowned brands like Schubert Helmets, Schrope Belts, Adidas Suits and Shoes, Lero Fireproof Underwear, Lifeline Fire Systems, and even Racecom Radio Kits, HMS has the right product for your type of racing and your budget. Their representatives are experts on making your track driving as safe as possible. With locations in Mooresville, North Carolina, and Danvers, Massachusetts, the staff at HMS is always ready to take the time and help you find the right product for your specific safety needs. You have family and friends who care about you, so don't settle for second when it comes to motorsport safety. Just stop in to HMS Motorsport, visit them on their website at hmsmotorsport.com, or send them a message on Facebook. Tell them the folks from Race Chaser Media sent you. What an awesome game. What's up with your car? I don't know. It won't start. How are we getting home? Chill. My parents signed me up for the roadside assistance from Lewis Meineke. It was free with my oil change. They'd come and get the car started or get us home and tow the car to the shop. Good to know. With my driving, my parents never know what to expect. When you join the Meineke Car Care Club with a $35 preferred service, you get four free months of roadside assistance, including tire change, battery jump, lockout service, towing, and more. Contact Lewis Meineke located on Route 1 or call 827-2054. When do you think of a plumber? Like most people, even if it's an emergency, you can be confident about who will arrive to help you. For quality and reliability, count on someone you can trust. Call on the plumbing services of Hague Quality Water of Maryland. Plumbing doesn't have to be an emergency. We handle all kinds of preventative maintenance, too. Hague Quality Water of Maryland is family-owned here in Annapolis since 1993. For a refreshing choice, call us at 888-84-WATER or visit us online. Hey, this is Reed Wilson, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Welcome back. We wrap continues uh, on a Monday night, and uh, we are here in the WSIC studio in Statesville, North Carolina. I am Tom Baker, and joined by Red James Mellick in the studio, we've got uh, Ryan Vargas, Rhino, as uh he is now called, if you look at some of his social media, um, and uh, you've kind of got your own Rhino brand of things going on there, uh, Ryan. Talk about uh, all the merch and the brands and, and I mean, that side of you, because you're, you're starting to cook with some of that. Oh, yeah. You know, uh, throughout my racing, I've had the nickname, the Rhino, and uh, I figured, you know, once I started doing the Xfinity stuff, a few, 
I just all keep saying, oh, we're the Rhino Gang, blah, blah, blah. And, <laughs> you know, it kind of caught on. And uh, so I started using that as a hashtag, one of, like, the official hashtags I'd use. And uh, it kind of developed into its own, pretty much its own brand. And uh, that was my goal with it, is to make it a brand of its own. And, uh, you know, we just came out with this, uh, with a clothing, with our first edition of our clothing line, the Rhino Gang brand. And, uh, they, they came great. They came out great. Uh, the face mask look awesome. Um, the shirts look awesome. The face mask looks great. Um, True X Margin Group Creative uh, with Emily over there. She did a great job designing, as well as Harris Blue. Um, they're they're both really really talented uh, motorsports artists. So uh, it's really cool. I'm really glad to work with them. Now, how does if somebody wants to go look for all that, um, how do they find all of your merch? Yeah, so uh, you would go uh, you would go to ryanvargasbrand.com. And you would find all that right there. Okay. Uh, it was a Shopify account, so you find it through there. And we're also, uh, one of the things that's coming up now is uh, Lionel is actually looking to produce some uh, diecast. So uh, trying to get some pre-orders going for that. Oh, we got nice. a lot of them already coming in, especially after that run yesterday. A good influx of uh, people wanting a diecast came in. So See, I love really that hoping for, soon to get that going. I love that for two reasons. One, because of you, and two, because of JD Motorsports. I think... Uh, any anytime we can get some hype around a JD Motorsports diecast, I'm really cool with that. Oh yeah, uh, I'm glad. I'm glad to see all the all the people kind of gathering around with JD. It's it's really cool to kind of bring that energy to the team. And uh, you know, as much as I you know want to be doing more racing and stuff like that, and the starts that I get to do, I'm glad I'm able to put it all on the table like that. Now you also did something else that I thought was. <laughs> Not only did I think it was really cool, I, I just thought it was so Ryan Vargas. Um, for a little while, you were doing something called the Chicken Nuggy Report. <laughs> and, oh, yeah. And um, I just, the, the whole Chicken Nuggy phrase um, is just something that Ryan would say, right? So, like, yeah. I'm totally, I was, I, I, I couldn't laugh. Honestly, I laughed really hard at that and thought it was so appropriate. And and it was good stuff. Um, are you planning to do more of that at some point? Oh, yeah. We're doing a, a good handful coming up here soon. I have a couple a couple guests lined up, actually. Got a good list so far. The only thing that really held us back from doing it over the past few months was obviously the virus and being stuck at well, home. That's but true, yeah. Now that, now that some places are opening back up, uh, I'm able to kind of get some people in places, obviously kind of mine some uh, – guidelines and be smart about it but still be able to provide some uh, entertaining con- content so far i've done two of them one with Haley deegan and another one with my buddy chase cabry um and that's the whole goal behind it is just to have fun you know it's, it's a relaxed environment for the racers and myself to tell stories you know poke fun at each other and just at the end of it review some nuggies it's uh it's a good time <laughs> see i saw i saw both of those and i thought i had missed a few but i'm happy to know that that was the only those are the only two that you had done i've missed any uh but uh, next time you come in studio you need to bring some nugs so we can oh uh, that, that's the plan yeah that is yeah. the plan we'll uh we'll we'll do a chicken nuggy review live on league lap is what we'll do uh or if we have you in for motor if we can get you in on the thursday we'll do it for the madness you'll have to bring a few extras though because we get randy and jacob in the studio for that one but uh yeah we'll all uh we'll do a live chicken nuggy report while we're uh, on the air I'm all for that. That's <laughs> it would be fun. Okay, so you don't know which races, but you do know your your running races. Do you have any idea how soon do you even know your next race yet? Oh yeah, you know I I think we'll be we'll be back in the sea here within the next month or so. You oh, know okay. we'll be there'll be we got a good schedule hopefully in the works here. So you know just 
I'm just, you know, itching to be back in the seat. It's like, like we, like we talked about earlier, you know, the momentum we have coming out of Pocono, um, first time on a track like that, first time really on a track of that size, yeah. um, and to go there and, you know, be as competitive as we were, um, it really proved to not only others, but myself that, you know, that time out of the seat didn't affect me. And, uh, you know, I, I never want to sound like I'm blowing myself up, but I'm just—it it made me feel really—it it, it revived my confidence, and uh, oh, I'm, sure. I'm just excited to be back in it. Well, because I know—I mean, I know what it's like to, you know, to be kind of hanging out there and not having anything specific lined up, and you're just. It, and of course, then we have a, a virus that shuts everything down, and you can't really get anything going while that's going on, obviously. So. Um, this year just kind of conspired against you in a way, but, uh, you know, you got back in before the end of June, which is good. And you got back in on a track that was way different than what you were used to. Has it really set in yet that you actually were running in the top six at Pocono Raceway in your first time out? I, it didn't really, it didn't really hit me until I lined up second row outside and uh, yeah, that the, car would be... I had to push was, the car I had to push was Chase Briscoe. Yeah. And uh, there wasn't much pushing there. He took right off. I was going to say, <laughs> just try to um, stay with me. Yeah, but it was a good experience. You know, like I said, you don't get many opportunities to get up front like that and to, to be able to do that for Johnny and, you know, show to them that, you know, I want to be in this car and that, you know, all the hard work behind the scenes is really paying off. And, you know, like I said earlier, you know, working with, uh, working with the team behind the scenes, being a road crew guy, you know, that, you know, I like to earn it. I like to, I don't like being able to just show up and, you know, take the wheel. I like to earn it. I like to prove my worth and, uh, to spend the last few weeks working and then get back in the car. I think that taught me a lot as a driver. And I think that's only going to help me as we go forward. Okay. So you are currently, uh, positioned at Charlotte Motor Speedway somewhere because uh, you're helping out on a car. Tell us uh, what you're up to tonight and who are you working with and what do they run and all of that kind of good stuff. Oh, yeah. We actually just left. We parked in a parking lot oh. just now. But uh, where we <laughs> we just finished up at the race. I was working with a young driver. Oh, wow, already? They, so, uh, they, yeah, they wrapped up quick. Say the, uh, the I'm driver, sorry. Say the driver's name again. I cut you off there. I didn't mean to. No, you're good. His name is uh, Hank Hall. Hank He's a uh, Bandolero okay. Bandit. Okay. And uh, good little racer out of California. Uh, him and his family raced all over the West Coast. And uh, we're really, really good out there. Won a lot of races, won a lot of championships, broke track records. Kid got up on the, gets up on the wheel every time he's in the race car. And uh, they decided to make the move to race out here. And it's kind of convenient because I'm out here. So uh, once he came out here, we started to run the shootout, ran the winter heat a little bit. Uh, won the winter heat. I think he won two races during the winter heat. Oh wow! Um, it's just you know a slow, slowly progressing. Every time he gets back in the car, um, he's still getting the hang of just being with you know the the competition out here. Um, you know, out west. You know, I, I like to brag on the kid, but he made it look easy. So to come out here and race against the best of the best, and you know, he's having to learn. He's he's having to fight for every every spot he gets. That's so. good. He's definitely up for the challenge. He's doing a really good job, and uh, I'm, I'm really glad to work with him. Well, it sounds like a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, I hate that I'm having to miss these Monday nights at the shootout. But, uh, 
you know, it's a, it's a, it's a great series and a, a great training ground for a lot of young racers that have gone on to be quite successful uh, in upper levels of the sport. Okay. So uh, we've got just a couple minutes left in the segment. First of all, if fans want to follow you, sir, on social media and your website and all that, tell them where it all is. Yeah, you know, the best ways to catch me are on uh, Instagram at RTRV23. I'm trying to get that changed, but I can't. And uh, on Twitter my, uh, on Twitter and TikTok, my uh, handles are Ryan Vargas underscore 23. Um, obviously on Facebook, Ryan Vargas. You catch my website, RyanVargasRacing.com. And uh, obviously the, the uh, Rhino Gang website, the, the uh, clothing store, RyanVargasBrand.com. And, uh, yeah, that's the best places to catch me. Didn't you used to have a Rhino Twitter handle or something? Yeah, it used to be The Rhino. But the Rhino. I, I finally progressed past that. <laughs> oh, okay. I <laughs> just wanted to make sure we got them all. Um, okay, and uh, so we hope we see you back in the car again soon. I mean, obviously, uh, you had a great run at Pocono and just real proud of you for, for getting out there and uh, battling the way you did and hanging on and, um, you know, hated to, to see the last lap deal, but you know what? It happens to the best of them. 13th was great. Um, and you're going to be in the top 10 soon enough. So, uh, congratulations on that man. And, uh, we'll get you in the studio real soon here and, uh, and, and have some fun. Definitely. Thank you guys for having me on. That is Ryan Vargas, and uh, off he goes back uh, to, I guess, uh, probably go eat uh, chicken nuggies somewhere uh, now that he's <laughs> done with the shootout for the night. Um, and uh, if you want to catch, uh, if you missed a part of this show, or if you want to know where you can hear us, if you miss a live show, it's real simple. We're on demand, available on demand just about anywhere. First of all, racechasermedia.com. Or racechaseronline.com. It both takes you to the same site. Uh, you can find all of our shows on a race chaser feed right there on that on uh, our home our website. Uh, you can hear a show live. Just go to our homepage on the site and scroll down, and uh, you'll see a, b- a button that says Shows. Just click the player, and it'll it'll just start playing for you. Uh, we're also on the Performance Motorsports Network and on their app as well, PMN Radio app. It's free. Um, And, of course, uh, on demand, any podcast platform you can think of that's any kind of major, we're on it now, uh, which I love. Um, We're we're getting much bigger on Spotify as we go, uh, which is amazing. Thank you. If you're catching us on Spotify, we love you. Um, But go to Race Chaser Radio. Just search Race Chaser Radio on your favorite podcast platform, and that'll uh, get you to us. And you can, uh, again, we, we upload all of our shows. We do five shows a week on Race Chaser Radio, um, starting with this one every week, we do uh, the Inside Pass Tuesday mornings. I mentioned that earlier. Mainly Modifieds with Kyle Sousa is one of the podcast shows that uh, we do. And then we do the Inside Groove Super Modified podcast and Motorsports Madness uh, rounds out the week. So uh, you can catch all of them as we upload them on the feed, either Race Chaser uh, Media, RaceChaserOnline.com, or Race Chaser Radio on any um social uh, any uh podcast platform and of course our show, social media is all race chaser media so just just search race chaser media facebook twitter instagram we'll be back with more of the show right after these 
Everywhere you go, you hear it, and you see it. It's coming at you through your phone, your tablet, and your computer. It's broadcast from your favorite radio station, TV networks, and cable companies. It's in the stadiums, the arenas, the ballparks. It screams for your attention at the mall. It's interactive on Main Street. It's even coming at you from the gas pump at the nearby convenience store. What is it? It's digital content. It's digital content. It's digital content. Somebody has to create it. Somebody has to manage it. So whether your dream is to write it, design it, create it, call it, produce it, voice it, post it, light it, shoot it, switch it, record it, color correct it, edit it, code it, repurpose it, tweet it, blog it, post it, compress it, upload it, replay it, or make sure it gets to where it's got to go when it's got to get there in the format it's got to be in. You need to attend Carolina School of Broadcasting. The skills you will learn, the experience you will get, and the connections you will make at Carolina School of Broadcasting will open the doors to the career you want in digital content creation and digital content management. Call or come by today. Click csbradiotv.edu. Everyone knows Strutmasters is the suspension experts for luxury vehicles, and now we offer motorcycle products. Introducing Easy Rider Complete Motorcycle Air Suspension brought to you by Strutmasters.com. You can raise and lower your bike with the flip of a switch. Take those long rides with the ultimate comfort of Easy Rider Air Shocks. They're backed by Strutmasters, and you won't believe the low price. Check out Easy Rider Motorcycle Air Suspension at Strutmasters.com. Parents, your son or daughter has had their license for a while now, but you want to make sure they're prepared for any situation they may face on the road. High school driver's ed doesn't teach them to drive defensively. They need to be prepared for any highway emergency. For less than a month's insurance, and a whole lot less, BSR instructors at Summit Point Motorsports Park in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, will teach your son or daughter how to respond instantly and positively to unexpected situations on the road. BSR's specialized accident avoidance training teaches swerve to avoid maneuvers at highway speed, ocular driving, which focuses driving attention on ways to avoid accidents, vehicle dynamics and feedback, skid control, and skid recovery, threshold braking on straights and progressive braking on curves, and off-road recovery techniques. This is stuff driver's ed simply doesn't teach. So call BSR today, 304-725-8444. Give your kid the skill set needed to drive safely and responsibly on the highway. That's 304-725-8444. This is a test to find out if you know it all when it comes to children. Name one of the leading killers of U.S. children age 1 to 13. What's the best way to protect children in a car crash? At what age and size should a child start using a booster seat? Don't assume you know it all when it comes to car seats for your child. Go to safercar.gov slash the right seat and know for sure. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Hi, I'm Jesse Love and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Well, that gives us a golden opportunity because uh, as we get ready to close out the national news part of our show and go to a more Carolina's focused uh, uh, news um, and guest for the rest of the show here tonight um, to say congratulations to Jesse Love, who picked up his first win in the Arco West Arkham and Nards West series. I keep wanting to call it KNN. It's going to take me a year to get past that. The Arkham Menards West series uh, picked up his first win over the weekend. Congratulations to Jesse. That was amazing. Um, great to see him finally get to victory lane and uh, 
I'm going to tell you what, you're going to be hearing a lot more about the name Jesse Love coming up. We're going to get him on uh, one of the next couple Thursday night shows, if we can, Motorsports Madness shows, and talk to him. We had him on about a month ago, but uh, we're having some technical issues that night, and um, so been trying to find a, a way to squeeze him back in. So we're going to try to get him for this Thursday night um, back on the phone to uh, talk to us some more, if he can do that. He runs a mixed schedule of uh, the Arca West stuff and also the um, the dirt stuff with the sprint car and the, the midget, of course, for Keith Coons. So um, he's a busy boy. So congratulations, Jesse. That was awesome. Um, okay. Uh, this from Jacob Seelman, uh, our colleague on Thursday nights who uh, hosts the Motorsports Madness show. This this from Jacob on Twitter. I thought this was an interesting tidbit. Jacob's a big stat boy, but some and sometimes stats to me are great, sometimes not so much. This one's amazing. Kyle Larson's dirt finishes since May 29th. Here we go. Two, two, one, 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 two, one, two, 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 three. That's nine wins and 17 podiums between the World of Outlaws, the, um, uh, the, the All-Star, or the uh, AS, ASCOC, the USAC, series and uh, PA speed week, nine wins, 17 podiums, not a finish below third in his last 17 starts since May 29th. So, um, red, I, I, I think, uh, he, he may eventually be a driver someday. What do you think? Yeah, I think he's starting to figure it out very slowly, yeah. but, uh, he's figured it out. I think, I mean, no, it's fantastic right there. I mean, for anybody to hop into a car and go do that, no matter if it's on asphalt or dirt, uh, is incredible. People keep saying, well, Tony Stewart wants him in NASCAR. We should go back to that. If I'm Kyle Larson, the last thing I'm going to do is go back to NASCAR. I mean, I understand it's big money and whatever, but my gosh, that man is tearing it up. You know, this is a great opportunity. In, in the end, this whole situation with him, I mean, it obviously was a, a, a an egregious mistake that he made. But but the, the the world is full of people who've been given second chances and, and just totally succeeded. I mean, you can't argue with that. Yeah. Nine wins and 17 podiums in his in his last 17 starts. Um, it's an opportunity for him to to really focus on the dirt racing. And I still think and I know it's not going to happen this year, at least I, I think it's way too late for it. But, man, um, I know that. Uh, a few different people went to AJ Foyt and said, you need to put this guy in your Indy car for the 500. Probably too late for this year, but doggone it, next year we need Larson in an Indy car. I, I almost would rather not see him come back to NASCAR the way he's running in the sprint cars. I would like to see him in Indy car, see what could happen there. I would really oh, like yeah. to see that. For the 500, I think yeah. that would be amazing. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that, I thought that was an interesting stat. Uh, Jacob's, um, Jacob's really good at finding those stats, and, of course, that's uh, his world. Jacob... Uh, for those who don't know, is not only the host of our Motorsports Bandit show on Thursday nights, but um, Jacob also oversees for Speed Sport. He oversees their uh, SprintCarMidget.com website. And so the open wheel stuff is uh, n- not that Jacob doesn't know about other stuff. He's um, He keeps uh, keeps abreast of everything in motorsports, but uh, Jacob is really good with the open wheel stuff. So. Yeah, he's also the voice of the musty sprint cars. Too. Yes, he is. So, yeah, I mean, very busy. Yeah, he uh, he and I were together at uh, Indy, 
a couple of weeks ago when they had the Indy Summer Nationals at Lucas Oil Raceway, and the must-see sprints were there. The Super Modifieds were there, Midwest Super Modified Series, which is why I went out. And, um, yeah, it was – I mean, it was one of the best must-see sprint car races I've ever seen. And he he, <laughs> he and uh, Derek Pernasiglio, known as DPTV, to those of us who know and love him um, – he and Derek were calling it for uh, the, the live stream for speed sport. And it was, um, it was great. So um, yeah. Uh, so there's that. And so now we focus more uh, on the local stuff for the rest of the show. I actually had the chance to get out to Hickory on Saturday night. Um, I haven't been able to get to the track often just because between COVID keeping things shut down and everything opens up and we get a rain out or whatever. Um and so uh, this was only my second time to a racetrack this year. But um, it was good to get out there. The Carolina Pro Late Model Series was running their third race already of their scheduled nine. Uh, most of the rest of them are at Hickory. Um, so Put on a good show? They did, actually. It was a really good show. Again, Carson Quapple, who was on the show a couple weeks ago after he won the first one, Goes out, wins the second one, or his his second one out of three. And he said that car was built for his brother, didn't he? It was, yeah, and here's what happened with that. Carson Quapple, who, if again, if you're saying, is it? Yes, that's Travis's oldest son. He has a younger brother named Caden, who's 13. Caden practiced the car and was supposed to, that was supposed to be his car to run in that series. Carson's running a lot of the super late model stuff this year with uh, the Cars Tour, and he travels around a little bit, runs some of the Midwest and such. Uh, but Caden had a good couple practice sessions with it, and then um, somehow everybody realized, well, wait a minute, you got to be 14 to run. Oh, so yeah. So they changed everything over real quick for Carson to get back in it. Um, and he went out one again. He beat out... Uh, um, Nick Loden again, Nick has had, uh, Carson has had two wins. Nick has had a first, a, a first and two seconds. Um, so Nick is the points leader right now. Um, and just done really well. Um, you know, again, Nick, Nick was, has also been on the show and, uh, we've got a couple of other drivers from that series that we've got scheduled. I think Chase Jane's who runs doesn't run that series. He runs the late models at Hickory. He's going to be on the 13th, but we've got a couple of the other. Bill Catania is coming up. Uh, Bill is is uh, one of the runners in that series. Um, but it was, a, yeah, it was a good race, actually. Um, Nick and, and Carson swapped the lead a little bit back and forth and, uh, and did a great job. And uh, William Cox ended up third, and that was a good run for him. Um, he's had a second and a third the last two outings. He's a rookie in the series out of the Legends cars. So, um, yeah, that was a good run, but they had twin 40s for the late models, too, and they had 23. They had a good field. Of late. Good I was field, yeah. really impressed with the late model field and just, I mean, they, they had easily 10 that could have won. Um, but, of course, when you have the 88 of Josh, Josh Berry, Berry in the field, you have one that could win. And Josh did what Josh does. He wanted both. I saw Bubba took three wins somewhere. I didn't know where it was. I just happened to see it online. Pollard? Really quick. Yeah. That was down in... Um, was that was that at Five Flags? Five Flags, Flags I so think. Pensacola. That's yeah, I think I just, it was at Pensacola. I just saw a picture, and he was standing there, and it says not one, not two, but three. And, and there's three of them. He was driving, and it, and it was, I, I think, this was the weekend. He was driving... Um, I'm, I'm going to have to look up the gentleman's name. 
um, uh, it was a, it was a, he had passed away. He had made a comeback, um, after being out of racing for a while. Um, I'll have to look up the name, but to Bubba, I think Bubba was driving that car and it was going to be the last time that car ever raced on the track. The family kind of asked him to do, you know, the, as a tribute and, uh, he went out one. So, uh, I'm oh, pretty yeah. sure it was this weekend that he was running that car. But yeah, he did. He uh, he kind of tore it up down there. But that's his domain. Yeah, that's where he and he's <laughs> Georgia, still, Florida. But he's still yet to win a snowball. Yeah, <laughs> he'll, well, he'll get one. He'll get one. Though. But you know, the snowball is such a hard race to win. Oh, that one's like a destruction derby right there. Well, it's not even <laughs> just the fact that it's a destruction derby, but you start out with fifty or sixty cars. Yep. And and you've got guys like Kyle Busch and Chase Elliott and John Hunter Nemechek and Noah Gregson and. You know, I mean, plus all the late model guys. I mean, yeah, it's, Eric Jones was in. Yeah, it, it's it. just not. Uh, it's 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 a stacked deck. Oh yeah. You know, so it's kind of like trying to win at Martinsville. You know, in in the late model stock. Um, you know, because again, it's a stacked deck. So you can say, well, it's like saying, well, Mark Martin never won the Daytona Five Hundred. Well, it's tough to do. It's tough to do. Um, and uh, let's see, is that our studio line there? You know what? Uh, how much? Uh, well, we'll keep hanging on. Um, I think our next guest is ready to come out of the pits and go full throttle with us, uh, but we'll keep him hanging on, and uh, we'll talk some dirt track on the other side of the break. But, yeah, it's it, it was good to see Bubba win. Um, but uh, back to Hickory, a good field of cars. Uh, still no fans allowed, but it was a it was a very packed infield with all the different divisions they ran. Um and, you know, some great racing, too. It was a lot of fun. Ryan Millington ran well. He um, he had a, a pair of seconds. Um, and uh, Connor Mozak was there in the backup, or not the backup, the second Junior Motorsports uh, entry. It's not a backup car. Um, in the number eight. And uh, Connor had a couple good runs. Um, again, it's just amazing how deep that field can be when it get when the turnout is right. And... I, I think everybody's kind of congregating on Hickory right now. And, of course, this coming week, July the 4th, um, up at Jennerstown Speedway in Pennsylvania is the Cars Tour, their uh, big July 4th special. Yep. Um, and we'll tell you about that a little bit more uh, a little later in the show because that's going to be a huge show. So um, we're going to take a break. We're going to go a little, just a little early here. Take a break. And when we come back, we're going to switch to some dirt track conversation with Devin Morgan out of South Carolina, just picked himself up a win over the weekend. We're going to let you get to know him right on the other side of this. When do you think of a plumber? Like most people, even if it's an emergency, you can be confident about who will arrive to help you. For quality and reliability, count on someone you can trust. Call on the plumbing services of Hague Quality Water of Maryland. Plumbing doesn't have to be an emergency. We handle all kinds of preventative maintenance, too. Hague Quality Water of Maryland is family-owned here in Annapolis since 1993. For a refreshing choice, call us at 888-84-WATER or visit us online. Here at Lewis Meineke, we're more than just your average car care center. Hey, it's Dave, your neighbor from Lewis Meineke. Whether you need an oil change, brakes, tires, or anything under the hood, we've got you covered. Take advantage of our free check engine light service as well. Yes, free. And don't forget about our free shuttle service. Never stress, we'll take care of the rest. On with life. Give us a call at Lewis Meineke, 302-827-2054. Is your job sucking the life out of you? Wake up! You can do something else. 
information technology. I know what you're thinking, but I'm not a math and science person. No problem and no excuses because it's not rocket science. It's my computer career. Go to mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation today. You could start your new life as an IT pro in as little as four months. Mycomputercareer.edu. That's mycomputercareer.edu. Do you love the sound of high-revving motors and the smell of burning rubber? Do you want to get your car sideways right at the ragged edge of control? If you've always wanted to try drifting or learn to improve your drifting skills, Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier motorsports facility, has the expert instructors and the specialized track to teach you how to drift and the skills necessary to drift competitively. From skid pad to open sessions, Summit Point Motorsports Park has the safe and open environment that allows drifters of all skill levels new to intermediate to get sideways and smoking with a focus on safety and the skill set necessary to drift competitively summit point motorsports parks drift nirvana is just the thing for you call for your reservation today 304-725-8444 or for more information go online summitpoint-raceway.com or you can email them at office at bsrinc.com drift nirvana getting you sideways the right way If you own a gun, you have a full-time responsibility. When you aren't using it, be sure it can't get into the hands of curious children, troubled teenagers, a thief, or anyone else who might misuse it. Your family, friends, and neighbors are all counting on you. Remember, always lock it up. For more information on firearm storage safety, visit ncpc.org. This message brought to you by the National Crime Prevention Council, the Bureau of Justice Assistance, and the Ag Council. Hi, this is Ty Ingram, and you're listening to the Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Tyler with another good run in the truck series on Saturday. We'll get to all of that uh, before the show's over. We'll talk, uh, we'll get back out to the NASCAR stuff uh, before the end of the show, but we're going to talk dirt track racing for a little bit right now. Um, and uh, by the way, just before we, we do that, you can go ahead and bring, uh, bring our driver on if you haven't already, uh, James. Um, Devin, Devon, sorry, <laughs> Devon. <laughs> we're going to try this again. I am so sorry. Devin Morgan. Uh, did I get that right or is it Devon? Uh, no, you, you got that right. It is uh, Devin. Devin okay. I thought it was Devin. I just uh, got lost there for a second because I was looking at this tweet here. Happy birthday, Jeff Burton. Wanted to get that out of the way. The mayor uh, of the NASCAR garage, to me, he's still the mayor of the NASCAR garage. Jeff Burton celebrating a birthday today Devin welcome to the program uh this is the first for for us uh, f- with Devin being on the show uh I got to watch Devin run a couple of times when he was running pavement late models but uh here recently he's made the switch over to dirt and has been running uh the dirt tracks down in the South Carolina area um for those who aren't familiar with your background though Devin um Please uh, give us kind of a um, a run through of how you started, what got you started in racing, and walk us through your career to date. Uh, we got we got started in racing because uh, my my dad uh, used to race uh, some or, or more or less played around, but uh, you know I was always around it my entire life. And we went to the go kart race to watch a good friend of ours, and I told dad that that's what I wanted to do, so we went and got a go kart. Uh, 
started in 2009, and I raced go-karts full-time all the way up to uh, 2017. And then I started dipping the asphalt late model a little bit. 2018, we went full-time asphalt limited late model uh, racing, going for a championship at Greenville Pickens Speedway. Yep. And midway through the year, I started uh, driving a pure shot for a guy named Barry Thornton. Um, I was able to, uh, my first dirt win, I was able to get, I think, uh, six asphalt wins uh, that year. And then later on, we bought our own uh, street stock car crate with a 602 uh, crate engine in it. And we raced it uh, a good bit at the end of the year. And then uh, 2019, we bought a, a newer car in the same division for crate sportsman with 602 motor. And I drove another pure stock car for uh, one of my sponsors uh, all year long. We did, we did that one asphalt race. Uh, I ran four asphalt races. I ran the meltdown at Greenville Pick and Seaway, and then I ran three races in my car trying to sell it. And uh, we we got fortunate enough to sell it. And, uh, you know, we had a good year in 2019, ran quite a few tracks, able to travel around. And then uh, this year, you know, we decided to make the switch and move up a division to the 602 late model uh, class, and, and that's where we are now. Take us through your mindset, uh, what made you decide to make the switch from pavement to dirt? And then what made you decide to um, make the uh, the switch to the 602 crate cars, which I think is a great division, by the way? Uh, the big the big deal for us was uh, financially. Uh, the asphalt was just getting too expensive for us, and you know we really had to be careful. Uh, all year long, because if we took a big crash, it was gonna, it was gonna hurt us pretty bad. Yeah. Uh, so that was that was a pretty big uh, motive. They switch over to the dirt, and then another thing for me is I found it more enjoyable. Uh, I felt like it was more in my hands rather than the car. You know, if the car was a handling rider, I could I could make it work. Uh, or you know, if I could just be consistent, then hope for a mistake out of someone else with the track you know developing lines moving around ruts coming up i felt like i was a lot more in control on the dirt side rather than the asphalt uh so that was a big thing and then moving yes and then uh moving from the dirt street stock up to a dirt late model uh our our class here in another year or so is probably about to be phased out that we raced last year and we wanted to run uh, Cherokee Speedway full-time, but they changed the rules around. So for our car to be competitive, it was going to take anywhere from eight grand to thirteen grand. Wow. And, in the, you mean in the street stock? Uh, yeah. Wow. What did they change at Cherokee that made that much of a difference in price? What, did they put a truck motor in the thing or what? Um, you know, you could run the same motor and be a little bit lighter. Um, but you know, you had a, a lot of people were kind of putting built motors in, just running a two barrel. You know, you can get a two barrel run pretty good, like a four barrel. And then uh, and the shocks was a big part. We had a, everyone was on the same shocks in the crate sportsman class. And then when they changed rules over to the crate racing USA street stock, uh, you could have out, outboard shocks, oh. all that. So you could change places on shock mount. I mean, you could change a whole lot of different stuff, a lot more adjustment in, in their type of street stock than what we had. So 
that that was a big reason for us getting out of it. We were only going to have two tracks to run, so we decided to just go ahead and make the jump to the 602 late model, and we could travel to a lot more places if we wanted to. And, you know, if we wanted to go to a track uh, this Friday and then hit another one Saturday, uh, we could do that every single weekend and have a different racetrack for an entire month if we if we wanted to. Uh, which this year I think we're kind of going to take it slow, uh, run two main tracks at Harris and Livonia, and then you know we're also going to try to venture out some. Uh, definitely want to run Cherokee this year. Uh, may even head over to Lauren uh, sooner than you know what we were thinking, and you know just hit a lot of different racetracks with it. So yeah, and of course Harris Speedway uh, is in here in North Carolina. Um... And Livonia is down in Georgia, so you're in what, where, Easley, South Carolina? Is that your home base? Yeah, Easley, South Carolina is uh, where we're at. Yeah, so you're kind of central to all of the tracks that you mentioned, more or less. Oh, yeah, we're, we're in a great location. We can, you know, go uh, north, south, and we can go out west some. Uh, we're, we're in a great lo- location for everything, and, you know, in, when I raised carts, it was also great for that, because... Even well, in the true. carting, we're yeah. in the center. Now, you, uh, of course, making the switch to the 602s, as you said, you can really, there's a lot of different places you can go, and the rules are fairly standard between the different tracks. And I think even most of the touring series, right? Or have we gotten to a point now where they're all trying to, because I know on the asphalt side of things, one of the things that I, you know, I thought was really unfortunate is over the last you know, 10, 10, 12 years or so on the asphalt side with the late models is every track with their late model stock wants to sort of put their own little wrinkle rules into it so that you can't easily go and run a different track. Um, I don't think we've quite gotten there with the crate lates on the dirt yet, have we? I mean, I think you can pretty much travel all over with those and uh, within reason run the same car and not have to change very much. Yeah, I know. I know for a fact that a lot of tracks around here run the uh, Thunder Series rules, and you know they got a really great rule package: yeah. black and white, no gray spots. Uh, and a lot of tracks run under that. I'm not too sure about more down south. I think they're kind of great racing USA down there, um, towards Alabama and Mississippi, and you know, top of Florida and stuff like that. Not sure about out west and Tennessee or anything like that. But uh, you know, I think for the most part it takes very minimal changes at the most to, uh, you know, travel around, which is great because uh, you don't have to change much. And I think all the rules are re- really, really close. Well, that's good because obviously everything you have to change costs you money and not to mention the time to do it. And so, you know, it starts to, after a while, it starts to limit where you can go and what's feasible, but it sounds like you've got um, probably at least four or five tracks anyways, that you can circulate between without having to worry too much. Oh yeah, we got uh we got Harris, we got Ravonia, we got Hartwell and Dakota also down in uh yep. Georgia. Georgia. We got Cherokee here in uh Gaffney. Um and then you know, Tri County is about three hours for us or so up in North Carolina. But yep. you know, that's not too far away or not too bad compared to what we've done in go karts and then we got four eleven, uh three eleven out, out kind of toward the west of us so it, it's pretty pretty good we can hit a lot of different tracks within uh, a reasonable amount of time 
You'd be lucky if 311 stays open very long in the way that promoter is going up there. Uh, but uh, that's that's a it's a great opportunity for you. I think it was a good move that you made. I mean, it makes perfect sense, especially being on a uh, being on a budget. What are you finding that it took for you in terms of just your driving style or your skill set? What did you have to learn, and what could you take from the asphalt to the dirt? I mean, I guess the um, you know, the, the dirt side of things isn't totally foreign to you, right? Because the go-karts you ran, you ran the dirt go-karts, right? Did we lose you? Are you still there? Hello? I think we may have lost him. We'll, uh, we'll see if we can get him back. Um, but, uh, uh, you know, again, uh, uh, that's a young racer right there who I know when he came into, yeah, I'm not sure what happened, James, and just uh, kind of drifted away there. Um, must have lost the connection, but we'll see if uh, we'll see if he calls us back here. But um, th- that's a good young talent right there. And, and again, when he came to the asphalt late model scene, he was a, a driver who I think we got him back now. I think he was a driver that uh, um, a lot of us were, were paying attention to as being a driver of the future. And now I think we've, we've got him back. Uh, Devin, are you back with us now? We just kind of lost you there. Yes, sir. I'm I'm back here. Okay, so uh, what I was talking to you about was uh, you you've it, what does it take differently for you as far as the transition from the pavement to the dirt? What did it take differently for you as a driver to be successful? And I think you ran dirt go karts, right? So this wasn't a completely new thing for you. Yeah, uh, the dirt go karts helped out, you know, a good bit for asphalt sure. and dirt. Yep, because uh, a lot of times you're kind of in the throttle and wide open uh just got to be smooth uh i think we're, that's where the go-kart helps in the dirt late model the, the steering rack uh, you got to be real smooth on it can't be jerky uh so i think that helps out a lot and then uh just a big big thing is finding finding the feeling that i want uh with the pitch of the car and the y'all uh i think that's a that's a big thing that it took learning for me from the asphalt to the dirt is uh, finding that edge, knowing where I, I need the car to be. Uh, that was a big learning curve for me. Uh, but I feel like I picked up on it pretty quick, and I was able – I was fortunate enough. Uh, you know, I drove one of the toughest cars out there my first time on dirt. And so I think everything past that just been easier and easier. So it's a lot easier for me to catch on to it. For sure. Uh, okay, we're going to ask you to, we're going to put you back in the land of hold for just a little bit while we uh, step aside for a break. When we come back, more with uh, Devin Morgan and more of Lead Lap presented by Victory Custom Trailers right after this. You own a performance car and you know how to drive, but you want to learn real performance driving. Well, Bunky, get that car off the street and onto the track. Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier road racing facility, located just over an hour from D.C. in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, is the place to go. And you'll find that Friday at the track is going to give you what you need. For less than a monthly car payment, you can attend this regularly scheduled one-day instructional event in your street car on one of Summit Point's three world-class road racing circuits. You'll receive classroom instruction, skid pad instruction in their cars, including 
including front and rear skid control and four 20-minute in-your-car instructional sessions from a professional instructor. Have fun, go fast, and really learn how to drive. Call 304-725-8444 for class schedules and details. That's 304-725-8444. Friday at the track at Summit Point Motorsports Park. Motorsports Sales Professionals. Performance Motorsports is looking to build a team of experienced media sales professionals to represent our programming to the industry's top companies, magazines, and racing series. If you have motorsports sales or marketing experience, know how to work with agencies, understand social media, and are incredibly creative when it comes to working with clients and promotions, then we want to hear from you. Top performers are richly rewarded. Your imagination is the only limit here. Call 717-749-0444. That's 717-749-0444. Or email us at scorpionradiogroup at gmail.com. You want to ask for Sue. Is your job sucking the life out of you? Wake up. You can do something else. Information technology. I know what you're thinking, but I'm not a math and science person. No problem and no excuses. Because it's not rocket science, it's My Computer Career. Go to mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation today. You can start your new life as an IT pro in as little as four months. Mycomputercareer.edu, that's mycomputercareer.edu. The Performance Motorsports Network is a compilation of shows about motorsports. From technical to controversial to just fun, everything you like about racing and gearhead stuff is right here on one internet channel. The Performance Motorsports Network. Tell your friends about it. Hi, I'm Reed Sorensen. Racing has been a part of me and my family for as long as I can remember. I had to make tough choices early on to get to the top. It took hard work and dedication. But it's those tough choices that help me prepare for challenges I would face as a cup driver. Make the right choices today and be ready for the challenges tomorrow. This message is brought to you by the U.S. Air Force. Hi, I'm Casey Kane, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. It helps when the mic's on. Welcome back. <laughs> Red just wanted to see me squirm. Welcome back to uh, the annual or weekly, I guess I should say, Lead Lap Radio on Monday nights uh, here on Race Chaser Radio and the Performance Motorsports Network. I am Tom Baker. James Mellick is the one punching the buttons. And he forgot to punch that and one. And forgetting to turn my mic on every now and again just to uh, make me chuckle. Um We've got uh, the Strutmasters hotline has been busy tonight, big time busy. Um, and uh, we continue now with Devin Morgan, who uh, is part of the 602 crate late model world in the Carolinas. And Devin picked up a win at uh, Harris just over the weekend. Um, and that must have felt awful good, Devin. I mean, you're. You've adapted to the car quite well. Um, is this the first win that you've had in that car? Uh, technically, it's the second. Uh, I don't really much count the first class, uh, the first time, because it was a beginner class. Oh. Um, yeah, I was just really starting out learning. But, you know, this time around, this was a real deal. Uh, I was racing against people that have been doing it longer than me. So, 
you know, this this time around definitely felt great. Uh, I was able to outrun John Ruggiero Jr. Oh, I mean, he he is he's a hot shoe around here. Sure you know, is. That's something that's something that was that was big for me, and you know, he he didn't cut me any slack or anything. He, I felt the pressure the entire time, but I mean, that that was something for me. Uh, you know, I, I've watched him race that Cherokee several times to go out there and win. Uh, so you know that that was a big confidence booster for me. Uh, you know, it, it feels to me like that would be a little bit more of a challenge for you in some ways. I mean, I I, I watch pavement racing and watch dirt racing, and of course, you can get a great race in any you know series at any track on a given evening, but. Um, one of the things I love about the 602 crates is that the rules are structured so that nobody really, it's hard to really buy a win in a lot of cases, which means you got a lot of fairly equal cars. And that puts it on you as the driver to have to work really, really hard to pull out a win. And John is a, he's been around a while um, and he doesn't make many mistakes. So like you said, he's going to make you work for it. Um do you just enjoy the challenge of, of the dirt stuff more than you did on pavement where a lot of times it is kind of single file and you know, you do, you really do have to have a certain budget in order to be able to, to go out and get wins in a lot of cases. Yeah, I, I definitely enjoy the challenge of the dirt a lot more, uh, especially jumping up into a new class uh, like we have and uh, racing is these people that's been doing it longer than we have. Um, that's that's definitely a, a big challenge for us, and I'm up. I'm always up for a challenge. I'm always up to learn, and you know I definitely learned a lot. Uh, Saturday, watching back the, the the video, I saw where I could have been a, you know, just a tiny bit better here and there. Uh, but I, I enjoy the challenge, and I look forward to it. Talk a little bit about what uh, what life was life is like for you off the track. Uh, are you in? Are you? Uh, in college, are you working? What is um, you know what is what is a day in the life of basically for uh, Devin Morgan on an average weekday? Uh, initially, I, I really wanted to go to college up at the University of Northwestern Ohio. Uh, I had a really good you know, program. Up sure do, there. yeah. Uh, but financially, it wasn't going to be right for us, uh, so I, I went straight into working. I'm doing grading. Uh, with superior grading, which I drove a car for last year, and uh, he he helps with the race car sponsoring. It. Oh, nice! Uh, so every everything I make off of there, out of out of my work, goes straight into the late model. Uh, that's one of the big reasons we were able to get a late model is because I was able to go back to go back to work after I got out of school. Uh, and then besides that, when I'm not uh, working or I'm not working on the race car, I'm uh, I'm at home. Uh, on the sim rig, trying to, you know, improve everywhere that I can. Even just, you know, muscle memory helps every bit. For sure. I was going to ask you if you did any of the uh, iRacing, the sim racing stuff. Uh, do you, I, I guess uh, you do, because I, I remember, I think it was you that said, uh, we need to be careful of my time tonight because uh, you've got a race, I think, at 845, don't you? Uh, yes, sir. I actually got the practice up right now. I'm sitting there looking at, at times, looking at my competitors, see, uh, seeing the, the track and everything. Uh, I got, I made, I was fortunate enough to be part of 35 others uh, that made the iRacing Word of Outlaws Pro Series. Nice. There's a $25,000 purse, and it's ten grand to win the points, and I'm currently six. So Wow. You know, that, that, that takes a lot of work also. Uh, so, 
Yeah, that that also helps me with my uh, my road racing. Well, yeah, I would imagine it would. I mean, you can really do you know about anything with i racing now. But uh, sixth in points in that series is fantastic. Do you still have a mathematical shot at the championship? Oh yeah, that was that was after the first race. Uh, oh, it was second race of the night, and then we got uh, eight more long weeks after that. And now I'll, I'll run my my third race uh, at a buddy's house down at the beach on vacation. Uh, so, you know, it's more always, always racing. Now, see, this is what I love about sim racing. You can literally take it on vacation with you and sit in the beach house. And uh, now do you, you said do you have a, a, a buddy that, that lives. Are, are you going to his house? Is that why you're going to the beach? You're staying there and he happens to have a rig? Yeah, we're, we're going to the beach. Uh, and we'll be staying down there, and he's only uh, 25 minutes from where we're staying. So uh, Monday night, you know, I'll drive over to his place and That's run the great. Pro Series, and then I run uh, I run another big league on Thursday night that isn't sanctioned by iRacing. But you know, I'll, I'll head back over there Thursday night and you know try to win the championship and 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 that finish up that series there. So, you know, it's, it's definitely pretty interesting. But make sure you use uh, plenty of good, strong suntan lotion then, because the last thing you want to try to do is run a sim race with bad sunburn. Yeah, that's, that's right. <laughs> definitely takes away from the uh, mobility a little bit, uh, or at least it makes it hurt more, one or the other. Okay, I know that you have um, a lot of uh, folks that have helped you get to this point, Uh so before we, I, I got a couple more questions for you, but I want to make sure we get this in. Uh, who helps you make it all happen, man? Uh, my, my mom and dad, uh, my biggest supporters by far. I can't thank them enough for everything they do. Uh, I got to thank MPM Marketing, Wiley X Glasses. I got to thank Buffalo Bar and Grill, Elite Cars LLC, uh, Upper Lower Class, um, Automotive, uh, uh, I got the innovative manufacturing design and uh, superior grading. <laughs> Sounds like you didn't make a list before you came on the air. That's that's a good tip for later. Uh, whenever you're doing radio, have a list of everybody uh, so you don't miss anybody. Okay, so now that you've answered that question, where can fans follow you online? Uh, my Instagram is uh, Devin Morgan twelve. Uh, or Devin Morgan Racing 12. My Twitter is Devin Morgan 12. And my Facebook is uh, Devin Morgan Racing. And that is D E V O N, which is why I wanted to double check in the beginning. I was almost positive it was Devin, but um, at this point, I'd, I'd rather ask and look silly than, um, than, than not ask and look silly. So uh, that can also be pronounced Devon. So um, it is Devin Morgan. Uh, and, and okay, so if, if there was a Devin Morgan sandwich, what would be on the sandwich? If you could have a sandwich named after you, what's on the sandwich? Uh, it's just bread, bologna with mustard, and that's it. <laughs> it's a bologna sandwich, basically. Well, that's that's the uh, the most generic, plain answer I think we've gotten to this question all year. But uh, that that tells us something about um, about your 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 food. Uh, likes, I guess. Uh, so you, is that your favorite thing to eat is a bologna sandwich with mustard or what? Uh, it's not my favorite, but it's, it's my go-to when, whenever I'm just looking to, you know, make something quick and easy. Uh, you know, it never fails me. It always satisfies. So 
That's that's the way to go. Okay, so what is your favorite food? Yeah, pretty much. That so that is pretty much your favorite meal. Well, if I if I had to choose what I could eat every night, it'd probably be shrimp. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, wow. I've been nicknamed shrimp and the, some some Irish and buddies. Oh. Uh, <laughs> is that because, are you short? Yeah. Is that why they name, nickname you shrimp? Is it a size joke? Uh, no, no, no. Because oh. they'd ask me every night what I eat, and half the time it'd be shrimp. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we go, well, that's kind of two opposite ends of the specter. We go from bologna sandwich to shrimp. Okay, favorite beverage? Um, sweet tea, all the way. Sweet tea, typical Southern boy. Okay, if you could only keep three apps on your cell phone and you had to get rid of all the rest, what three do you keep? Um, probably Instagram, Twitter, and Snapchat. Good choices. Okay, and if you could run any race... At any track in any kind of car without worrying about budget, what is the one race that would be your go-to bucket list dream race that you must run before you retire from the sport? Uh, for me, that'd have to probably be either the Chili Bowl or the uh, the Dream Eldora. I see. Say, Go ahead. I'd say the Dream or the Chili Bowl. I thought that I had a feeling that was where you were going first. I was surprised at the Chili Bowl, but, I mean, that's kind of a bucket for everybody, I think. No matter what you race normally, I think everybody wants to take a shot at the Chili Bowl. Well, I was going to say it's been great to have you, man. I want to let you go so you can get ready for uh, your your big race coming up this evening on the sim. Um, And uh, we wish you the best of luck in that. And it's been great to have you on. And uh, we'll catch up with you again. Love to if you ever get up into the North Carolina area. We'd love to have you in the Statesville studio here to do a show, uh, get you on the video portion of it. And that's Devin Morgan, and uh, been a great time with him. We're going to uh, step aside. When we come back, we'll have more of Lead Lap after this. Parents, your son or daughter has had their license for a while now, but you want to make sure they're prepared for any situation they may face on the road. High school driver's ed doesn't teach them to drive defensively. They need to be prepared for any highway emergency. For less than a month's insurance and a whole lot less, BSR instructors at Summit Point Motorsports Park in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, will teach your son or daughter how to respond instantly and positively to unexpected situations on the road. BSR's specialized accident avoidance training teaches swerve to avoid maneuvers at highway speed, ocular driving, which focuses driving attention on ways to avoid accidents, vehicle dynamics and feedback, skid control, and skid recovery, threshold braking on straights and progressive braking on curves, and off-road recovery techniques. This is stuff driver's ed simply doesn't teach so call bsr today 304-725-8444 give your kid the skill set needed to drive safely and responsibly on the highway that's 304-725-8444 you hear that that's the sound of america's only sports car that's right it's a corvette but not just any corvette it's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes. On Route 1 just north of Quantico in Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. 
HMS Motorsport is the leader in motorsport safety. HMS serves a majority of NASCAR, IndyCar, and IMSA WeatherTech teams, as well as countless SCCA and club-level racers and driving enthusiasts throughout North America. Featuring world-renowned brands like Schubert Helmets, Schroep Belts, Adidas Suits and Shoes, Lero Fireproof Underwear, Lifeline Fire Systems, and even Racecom Radio Kits, HMS has the right product for your type of racing and your budget. Their representatives are experts on making your track driving as safe as possible. With locations in Mooresville, North Carolina, and Danvers, Massachusetts, the staff at HMS is always ready to take the time and help you find the right product for your specific safety needs. You have family and friends who care about you, so don't settle for second when it comes to motorsport safety. Just stop in to HMS Motorsport, visit them on their website at hmsmotorsport.com, or send them a message on Facebook. Tell them the folks from Race Chaser Media set ya. Hi, this is John Androsik of Five for Fighting, here for RAD, the entertainment industry's voice for road safety. You know, style is a personal thing, and your lifestyle is your business. But if you take it on the road, it becomes everybody's business. So please, plan ahead, designate before you celebrate. Friends, don't let friends drive drunk. A public service announcement brought to you by RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council. Hi, this is Spencer Boyd, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Lap Radio continues on a Monday night on the Performance Motorsports Network and on Race Chaser Radio. Uh, and happy to be with you, Tom Baker and James Mellick inside the WSIC studio. And, and by the way, um, you just heard from Devin Morgan, and uh, we lost him a couple of times during that interview. And we're kind of wondering what the situation was. He just uh, sent me a message and told me that they're having very bad storms down in the Easley, Easley, South Carolina area. So if you don't know where Easley, South Carolina is, it is actually, uh, think about Greenville Pickens Speedway. If you know where Greenville is, it's literally right outside Greenville. So yeah, so, so they've got some uh, weather going on in that area that was uh, freaking his cell phone out. So that's why we, uh, we lost him a couple of times, but to Devin, a lot of fun to talk to, uh, the local guys, and we're going to do more of that. We've got a couple of them coming up, a few of them actually, before uh, the, during the month of July. So um, we'll uh, let you get to know more of the uh, the drivers and talk more about local racing. Um, we do have a little bit of, uh, and I'll do Jacob Sounder here because uh, it's just fun to do breaking news. Uh, Crew Chief's Corner. Uh, on Twitter says, and uh, this is official, but I'm giving them credit because it's where I saw it. Uh, Rayum Brothers Racing has announced that they've entered into an agreement with Ryan Sieg RSS Racing. Um, and the way that uh, this agreement works, basically, uh, Rayum Brothers Racing is going to take over the operation, they're not buying it. They're not, it's not a transference of ownership. It's just uh, basically a partnership. Rayum Brothers Racing is going to oversee the operation of RSS Racing's 93 car that Myatt Snyder has been racing in the Xfinity Series whenever he's not in the um, 21 car for Childress. And they're going to they're gonna take over the operations of that car for the rest of the season to allow the Sieg group 
to focus on Ryan's 39. So basically it's just a partnership of, of uh, people more or less. Um, Snyder will continue to drive the car. Jeff Green will continue to be the crew chief. And of course, Josh Rayum, who is a former part of Sieg's team will oversee the operations on the 93 car only. So, uh, that should make things a little easier on that group because they've been doing a great job of keeping both of those cars fast all year long. Myatt Snyder has done a terrific job, whether he's in the 21 or whether he's in the 93 car. Snyder has just been phenomenal. And so this is really a nice opportunity for uh, both groups, really, because uh, Rayum gets to envelop for the year uh, a group that includes Jeff Green and that includes Myatt Snyder. And Sieg, of course, now can focus on his own car. Um, Hopefully both of them uh, can get into the playoffs. Um, It is quite possible that that could happen. So um, that's a little bit of breaking news. And and it will not affect uh, Rayum Brothers' efforts in the truck series, oh, by the way, um, a couple of cars still, uh, a couple of trucks still to um, to to run that series. And uh, they'll have uh, actually uh, two entries um, for the upcoming race. And uh, they'll have announcements on those later in the week. So there's a little bit of a breaking news out of the Xfinity series for you. Um, usually at some point on Monday night, we get some sort of a breaking news story. I was a little surprised that tonight... We um, we hadn't had very much going on until I saw that uh, during the last segment. But we wanted to make sure that uh, uh, that we we got you through uh, the interview with Devin Morgan first before we told you that. Also, the big news story of the day came from NASCAR. They have canceled this year's championship champions week in Nashville due to uh, coronavirus concerns. Um, Really? A little surprised at that. Do you think they may possibly uh, do the banquet like they do in Charlotte? Like just move everything here to Charlotte like they have done the past few years with the, what wasn't it, the trucks and the Xfinity series I don't they did think, here in Charlotte? I, I, well, right now we're having more of a problem with the virus in Charlotte yeah, than true. they are in Tennessee. I, I think you'll, I, I'm guessing here, folks, but my guess would be that you'll see them try to do something online. You think they'll do like something virtual, maybe like they kind of did with the iRacing, set them down, yeah, talk NFL to draft, you know, that something kind of like, thing. Yeah, I, I mean, they I could try you'll that. see some yeah. sort of a virtual. I, I, I do. I think you'll see a virtual. I think that could be fun, deal. though. I really do. Because well, that, that could bring out like the family and the fun side of them at their own residence kind of thing. Uh, I mean, be. imagine what Clint Boyer would do on there. <laughs> I'm just saying. Think about, think about the stuff they could do. I mean, look at how much fun people had well, with the NFL draft. So I think it could really see, be a lot of fun for fans. You'd have to keep Clint away from the beer cooler. <laughs> because the thing is, like, it would be really entertaining for those of us watching it, but I'm not so sure that uh that the um the 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 that everybody else involved 
because uh, that's a pretty long deal, that banquet. Yes, so there's a, a lot of drinking time there. Uh, so you have to keep quit away from the beer cooler, at least for the first half or so. Um, but, but I think uh, it could be fun for the fans. I really do. I mean, I'm they, just guessing. they enjoyed the draft a lot. Yeah. I enjoyed watching the draft. I did, too. As a person, being inside their house and seeing the family reaction with them. I enjoyed that. In fact, I, I enjoyed the draft so much that way that I really wish they would keep it that way, even after covid so NASCAR now knows they can do it. They've seen a way in a platform that it could work. So. Yeah, it would be a little different banquet-wise than the draft, I yeah. think, just because a banquet, you're giving out awards and all of that and how you have somebody accept an award virtually or whatever. Yeah. But um, but you certainly could, you know, could give a speech virtually or whatever. I mean, there's a, there are ways to do it for sure. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how that works out. I was a little surprised that they did it this quickly. I mean, we're not even into July yet. Um, and, you know, it's not till November. So I, I was a little uh, a little surprised that we made an announcement this quickly. Also, uh, from the IndyCar side of things, oh, by the way, uh, 50% capacity for the Indy 500 is what they're talking about right now. Uh so that would be um, about 150,000. <laughs> so even at 50%, that's a pretty darn big crowd. Yeah, and, I'm, and what I've heard here from my father being there, he told me yeah. this. He was saying that the way they're going to try to limit this is if you have, like, any more than two tickets, you're only allowed to use two of those tickets. They're going to pretty much limit you to only using two tickets per people who have purchased them. So... I don't know how they're really going to limit it. I mean, it sounded weird to me what they were going to try to do. Well, so I need to find more about that. So if I had four tickets, then I'm... You can only use two. But but then how do they... Do they give me a credit for next year? I or don't how know. does that... I don't know how know, all that goes. Like, that's what I'm trying to figure yeah. out, how it all goes. Like, I thought they would just give everybody back a refund and say, okay, we're only going to sell 150,000 tickets. It's first come, first serve. You go. better You better yeah. go. Just like a concert, yeah. basically. They just reopen another thing. Here's everybody's refund and reopen. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't know uh, what I don't know what all that entails, but um, as I say, one hundred fifty thousand is still a pretty darn good crowd for for the Indy five hundred if they get them, if they get that many people, and and I think it's going to run people off still. I do. Well, I mean, I I, I guess it depends. Um, those who have to fly, for example, to get there. Um, I do think those people would be the first that would be uh, hesitant to, to, to go. Now, I, um, I flew out to India a couple of weeks ago, and other than having to deal with a mask on the plane, which d- d- just wasn't comfortable for me, I had a lot of trouble with it um, just from the sinus standpoint because I have sinus issues. But um, other than that, um, I thought they did a good job in terms of um, – I didn't worry about contamination on the plane or whatever. If you're going to get it, you're going to get it. But I thought the plane was clean and, and you know, and whatnot. I mean, the airport, it was, I didn't really see a whole lot that was different, frankly. Do you think, was it, did it seem like from when the plane landed, I'm just asking from your standpoint. Yeah. When the plane landed, did it seem like it took maybe a little longer for them to clean the plane and prep it before you got on it or no? Um. Well, I don't know because I did, my plane in Charlotte was already there. Okay, when it, when you got when there. I got there in the morning and 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 I don't know about the plane in Indianapolis. I was there so early for that flight that I, and I I wasn't in my gate till 
I kind of hung out more in the food court area because they had some nice comfy chairs with a really nice, you know, view out the window yep. of the airport. So I wanted to just chill for a while and uh, make a couple of calls and whatever. And so I'm um, not sure about uh, about that. I, I would imagine that they have to at That's this what point. Was, That's yeah. what I was wondering. I was wondering yeah. how much longer the process was to unload and reload a plane. That was Yeah, um, was the at. only thing that, that was really different, and I actually, I was fine with it. I mean, I think it's a good idea that when they... When they deplaned us at um, when I got back to Charlotte, when they deplaned us, they deplaned basically like two rows at a time, and so two rows would get off the the all the way kind of off the plane, then the next two, then the next two, then the next two. It wasn't the log jam all the way through. So the plane. It, right, so it it was just kind of meant to to create the distancing as we were going through whatever you call that thing that you go through to get into the terminal. The little, uh, the little jetway, little jet jetway, I guess. Yeah. Breezeway, whatever. Um, and so, um, and that was fine. That worked out just fine. I, I actually thought the experience, like I said, other than the mask, I actually thought the experience was pretty, pretty much routine. I mean, I didn't notice again, other than people wearing masks, I didn't notice a lot of difference in the airport. So, um, you know, but, I, but I would see those people, that have to fly being the first ones to, to be hesitant. The locals I would imagine would go. And I know they kept the local blackout in place yes, they um, for the, I think for that reason, I think they're wanting to get as many of the locals to the track as possible. Um, you know, it is what it is. I mean, you, you know, I'm, I'm never a big fan of local blackouts for anything to me. If I would much rather go than watch it on TV, but maybe I'm, unique in my uh my my feeling there but um yeah so they're hoping to put 150,000 people in there and I'm sure Roger Penske will go out of his way to make sure that happens we'll be back with more in a minute how to be a great dad in 15 seconds bike ride go fish walk in the park phone call milkshake play catch picnic fly a kite tell jokes laugh talk read a story tell a story bumper car swing set bowling pillow fight cut loose stay tight Because the smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. Call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today, 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years' experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. You hear that? That's the sound of America's only sports car. That's right. It's a Corvette. But not just any Corvette. 
It's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes. On Route 1 just north of Quantico and Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. HMS Motorsport is the leader in motorsport safety. HMS serves the majority of NASCAR, IndyCar, and IMSA WeatherTech teams, as well as countless SCCA and club-level racers and driving enthusiasts throughout North America. Their representatives are experts on making your track driving as safe as possible. You have family and friends who care about you, so don't settle for second when it comes to motorsport safety. Stop into HMS Motorsport, visit them on their website at hmsmotorsport.com, or send them a Facebook message and tell them the folks from Race Chaser Media sent you. How to deal with someone who says that's so gay. Outsmart them. This party is, like, so gay. Totally. Excuse me, but did you ladies know the word gay used to mean happy or excited? Then it became a word used to describe gay people. Then somehow it came to mean dumb or stupid, which is how you just used it, which is not very nice. Ew, that guy is on the football team and super smart, and he totally hates us now. Totally. When you say that's so gay, do you realize what you say? Knock it off. Learn more at thinkbeforeyouspeak.com. Hi, this is Chandler Smith, and you're listening to the Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Welcome back to League Lap. Uh, wow, this is our final segment. This show went by quick. Uh, more, I'm going to call this breaking news just because I think it's a story worthy of a little bit of conversation here. And then I want to tell you about uh, Victory Custom Trailers. Um, Jimmy Johnson is testing an IndyCar next week for chip ganassi racing hello so that throws a little bit of speculation behind um do we get a scott dixon jimmy johnson team at some point um of course you got rosenquist in there too but uh we 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 haven't really talked a lot about Jimmy running Indy cars yet because he's still in the final year of his uh, cup career, but Jimmy has made it known. He wants to run some road courses. Doesn't really care. Or at least he hasn't up to now cared much about oval Indy car racing wants to do the road course stuff. Um, so imagine that Jimmy Johnson driving for chip Canassi racing in an Indy car, potentially um, a team, a team of he and Scott Dixon. First of all, there's nobody, <clears throat> excuse me, nobody better to learn from in IndyCar racing, in my opinion, than Scott Dixon, right? He's as much of a legend in the IndyCar circuit as Jimmy is in NASCAR, in my opinion. That is two heavyweights together on the same team. And, and I'm not, you know, look, I, I mean, um, I don't expect Jimmy to go, you know, go great guns in an IndyCar um, until he gets a couple of races in necessarily, but... Oh man, just the idea of those two on the same team in anything is that's like some serious championship caliber stuff there. That could be fun to watch for sure. Yeah. Watching Jimmy get into an Indy car. Um I mean, we saw Kurt Busch hop into an Indy car at IMS and go run up front. So say Jimmy didn't say he was retiring completely from racing, so maybe next year he runs a five hundred. 
Well, in, in no, he actually, as I said, he wants to do the road course. That's what stuff. I mean, he wants to go run stuff. So yeah, I don't, I don't see, I don't see him running an oval in IndyCar. He wants clean. to do the road course stuff. You don't think he'll touch the five hundred? He said he does not. He, yeah, that's not something wow. he's. He is now. Of course, he could change his mind. Yeah, I mean, they could throw some money. No, at him. he's been saying all along that the oval stuff is not what he wants to do. He wants to go run some road courses with IndyCar. Okay, I never heard that. Which, I didn't hear that part. Which I think is why we thought maybe somebody like ECR, because they're always looking for, they kind of trade off drivers with the one car and, and, and getting somebody to do the road course stuff. But um, it, maybe a part-time schedule with Chip Ganassi. I mean, shoot, we, we can yeah. speculate anyway if the money's there. You could put him back in there, maybe even if you wanted to. I know that Tony said he doesn't want to run, but maybe run a partial schedule with Tony and put him in for the road courses and Tony doesn't have to retire. Canon. Oh, that's with AJ Foyt though. That's not with Ganassi. No, Tony's I'm saying have Tony come back over. Oh, because he's already ran there once, so he has. If a they have the, if they had the funds to go full season, yeah, that could be a possibility. But, um, but I more think that I don't think I think Tony's done. I think he wants to retire. Today. I think he wants to retire after this year. I think he's done. I could more see Jimmy Johnson. I could see Chip bringing in a younger driver. To, to team with Jimmy, if they were going to do sort of the split car kind of thing, you put a younger guy in for the oval stuff and put Jimmy in for the road courses. It, and I don't even know how much of it Jimmy wants to do, but he is definitely uh, all about doing some IndyCar racing next year. So that's interesting. I was not expecting to see that announcement. No. And like I said, just the thought of, of Dixie and, and Jimmy Johnson on the same team Oh my! That's <laughs> one of the greatest to ever get into an Indy car. If not, yeah. I mean, I mean, obviously AJ drove him. But well, there's there's a handful, but yeah, yeah, he's certainly on the Indy car Mount Rushmore, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, for sure, he's the best of his era. I mean, yeah. there's not even. I mean, he only had one guy that really could contend with him, uh, and that was Dario. And Dario ended up getting hurt and had his career cut short. I mean, that was really about well, it. I think there are a number of guys that are great, but just none of them have been great for that for sustained that long, yeah. period of time. Yeah, because yeah. I mean, you had Weldon in there as well, who won a championship. You got Weldon, and you even got you know you got some guys that are still running today that I think, but they're not Dixon's. Are, right? They they just it, it, it just like Jimmy had that sustained run Here. early on in the chase format NASCAR, um, and there were other great drivers, but none of them were that were Jimmy Johnson, right? I mean. Yeah. Dixon has had his era as well, and I think that um, wow, that's uh, that's amazing. Um, Bet you Scott's there to driver coach him. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, with bells on, no doubt. (laughs) You know, I mean, he's you know, that's when when do you need me? Yes, Uh, because again, from his point of view, he's getting a seven time NASCAR champion to go. You as a racer, you want to do that. You want to be a part of that. So yeah, I'm sure that's. uh, that's going to be an exciting time, and it. I didn't um, read into it uh, to see where, but I'm sure we'll get uh, that announcement coming up uh, soon as to where that's going to happen. But uh, Jimmy making that announcement on Twitter tonight. Okay, so if you want a trailer, if you need a trailer, if you're looking for a trailer, I got the place to go. Victory Custom Trailers is the place to go for your next new or used trailer or coach. And here's the deal with this. First of all, they are personally involved in the racing community. So if you're a racing person, you want a racing trailer, 
Um, Victory Custom Trailers is right on top of things for you. Um, and, and because Chris Hedinger, who owns Victory Custom Trailers, is a racer. And his young daughter, Katie, who was on our Motorsports Madness show last week and did a phenomenal job, by the way, on that show Thursday night. If you've not heard Katie's interview, she's 13. She did a great job. Um, go to Race Chaser Radio on any podcast platform and uh, go uh, listen to last week's Motorsports Madness show. She was on in the second hour. She did a fantastic job. But um, her dad owns Victory Custom Trailers. I know them well. I know how hard Chris works. Um, he was, uh, he does the work of about three different people. Um, they have about 200 coaches and trailers in stock for a variety of industries, not just motorsports. They can, they can custom customize a trailer for you for anything. And, uh, they can serve anyone in the USA. They're from Michigan, but don't let that worry you. They'll get it to you. Um, and here's the deal. If you want a custom trailer, it's as easy as this. Go to victorycustomtrailers.com and there's a button that says um, design your own trailer. Push it. And you can literally design your trailer right from the website. It is really, really cool. Um, and they'll be happy to work with you. Uh, whatever specifications you need, whatever it takes for you to have the right trailer for your situation, they will get it done. So um, Victory Custom Trailers, RVs, motor coaches, toter homes, all of those things are a part. They have all the top brands. And they will customize them to fit whatever your need is. So go to VictoryCustomTrailers.com and make sure that uh, you tell them that uh, Coach Tom from League Lap Radio, Race Chaser Media, sent you over there. Um, and, uh, and and go say hi to Chris and his staff. They uh, they really will, will do a great job for you. Uh, as we get ready to finish this show out... Um, just a quick bit of conversation. We we didn't get a lot of time or haven't had a lot of time to discuss the weekend of racing. Oh, here's uh well, here's the latest from uh um Pennsylvania week. Um Kyle Larson wins heat one. Uh, and stand by James. Chris Bell wins heat two. That's what I'm talking about. There we'll you take, go. I had a feeling that those two are gonna be up front <laughs> racing for the win. And before we jump in real quick, yeah. I was thinking about the Jimmy Johnson thing. Yeah. Indianapolis could be the place they do it. They're going to Indy this. They're going to Indy this weekend. Ooh, the road course is oh already going to be opened up, and Jimmy's going to be there. So they could test. That's it a good point on the road course in Indianapolis, and the, and that's hometown because that's where their Indy car shop is. So he very well could be on that road course at Indianapolis. My goodness, how amazing would that be to see Jimmy Johnson testing on the road course at Indy in his first time? Well, it wouldn't be his first time. He's been in an IndyCar before, but certainly his first time with Ganassi. So that, that would be a, a lot of fun for sure. Um, we did have a couple of races that we did get to talk about uh, over the weekend. First of all, the Truck Series race. Look, I love the Truck Series. Uh, I'm all about the Truck Series. But holy cow, between that race and the Xfinity, I, the Xfinity Series took so long, James. I didn't think we were going to start Cup on time. Yeah, I didn't either. I mean, they couldn't <laughs> stop crashing. In the Xfinity race, and you know uh, Harrison Burton there, he he just had bad luck. Ooh. He came out of the corner, and there was nothing but oil there, and that was a big hit. For well, him. and I was going to talk about the fact that Brandon Jones finally wins a truck race. Yes, he did. Okay, if, if for Kyle Busch Motorsports, and goes out in the Xfinity race, takes the green, and before he can even get settled into the race car, he's into the wall and out of it. Yeah. Same spot that Harrison Burton hit. Yeah. Both of them hit, and it was a big hit for both of them. And there was a lot really of big hits in that break race. For Chris. I mean, because uh, wasn't it Gregson? Or who was it who took the big hit on the backstretch when they all got tangled up? 
because somebody took a big shot and nosed it in on well, the backstretch. Um, well, Gregson was a part of that. That was about a six or seven, seven at yeah. least, uh, car pilot. But, yeah, that was a tough race for or somebody. Brandon Jones. Uh, and, and also, of course, uh, you, you mentioned uh, Harrison Burton. Both of them just walloped yeah. the inside wall. Big hit. Um, but, a, but a big win for Jones in the truck race. Austin Hill. Uh, second, Sheldon Creed drove his Creed off yeah. um, to finish third. That was a good run. Todd Gilliland, a great comeback for fourth. Ben Rhodes, fifth. Chastain, Moffitt, Friesen, Tyler Ankrum, and Derek Krause rounding out the top ten in the truck series. Uh, and again, that race was a bit of a crash fest or a caution fest. But, um, you know, it, it's Pocono, and a lot of these guys don't have a ton of experience there. And that's not an easy track to drive. And then in the Xfinity Series, it, this was another big-time crash fest, caution fest. But, oh, Chase Briscoe, fourth win of the year, comeback again. With um, a flat tire and 10 laps. Or yeah. something like that. It took like 10 laps. It he had a flat tire and right back up front. Oh, it was amazing. Chase is just running so well in that Stuart Oz, uh Ford number 98 this year um, in combination with Biagi Dumbest. Uh, just a, a, a great, great, great job for Chase. Ross Chastain drove his tail off to finish second. That was a lot of fun. And I love the fact that so many of these little guys got good paydays in this series because they need it. Jeremy Clements third. Myatt Snyder fourth. He was in the RCR car this time. Michael Annette fifth. Justin Allgaier sixth. Brett Moffitt seventh. Timmy Hill. Riley Herbst and Jesse Little Rounding out the top 10, don't call me Chad, my name's Jesse, uh, finished 10, Dexter Bean, 11th in the 36 wow. car. Yeah, Ryan Sieg, Ryan Vargas, uh, PJ McLeod, and Kyle Weatherman in the 47 car rounded out the top 15, followed by Jeffrey Earnhardt. But that was, again, what a race that was. The the finishes this weekend were all pretty good. Chastain um, got the 100 grand. He took yeah, Chastain picked cash. up, yep. His yep. teammate got in trouble. Yeah, I wasn't uh I look what do you think of that situation? Well, here's my deal. Did it look bad? Yeah. Um but I could argue that both ways because you know it, it, it Riley obviously got him loose um and, and could have taken him out with with you know the move that he made. Um and Justin said that he had to turn because he was headed straight he was headed for the wall and he just yep. yanked I almost like a reflex reaction. And, and there's now I know Justin well enough that I would like to believe that he didn't do that on purpose. That's kind of my deal. Um, but you know, he got, he got, uh, penalized for it and it is what it is, but you know, I've seen that a couple of other times this year. NASCAR didn't do that. So that's my only problem is their inconsistency, but great racing over the weekend. Of course, uh, continues this weekend at Indy. I love it. Um, can't wait for the double header. Hope the weather's good. And we got about 20 seconds left. So thanks to all of our sponsors. Thanks to the folks at WSIC, the Performance Motorsports Network. Um, for all of them, I'm Tom Baker. And we look forward to seeing you right back here tomorrow morning, 11 Eastern, for the Inside Pass. Going to be a fun time. For James Mellick, I'm Tom Baker. Thanks for listening to us. Have a great evening. So long. You've been listening to Lead Lap Radio powered by HMS Motorsport, the leaders in motorsport safety. You can find them on the web at hmsmotorsport.com. Lead Lap Radio is a race chaser media production. For more exciting and passionate motorsport content, follow Race Chaser Media on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube and visit racechasermedia.com.
The opinions expressed by our guests are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, affiliates, or marketing partners of Race Chaser Media. No part of the show may be reproduced in any manner without the expressed written consent of Race Chaser Media. Thank you for listening. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.